It's a great day for freedom of speech in America and the world as Elon Musk takes Twitter. And before we jump into our celebration for the day, let's just take a moment and enjoy this. Oh, yeah, that feels much better already. There you go. That's nice. And we've got a lot of celebrating to do indeed to take us into it. We're going to start off by going through the press release that came out. Elon, of course, today on Twitter, 1243 p.m., April 25th celebrating on the platform that he now owns. You can see rocket ships around the stars and the hearts with three emojis and three S's on the back of yes. We're going to go through his statement that came out as part of a press release. We're also going to take a look at some of the Twitter employees' reactions that they posted where else on Elon Musk's Twitter. And so we'll go through some of their reactions. You can see a little smattering of some of them, including the dog in the burning building with the cup of Joe meme. We'll also take a look at what the media has to say about this. Brian Stelter doesn't want anything to do with Elon Musk's new party. We'll see if he sticks around on Twitter. I'm guessing that he will. And the White House, of course, has an opinion on it. We've got Jen Psaki. You can see here by her face, not too happy with the news. <laughs> the media asked her all about it. Let's get the heavy lifting out of the way first. The press release coming out April 25th from Twitter says, Today, announced, it has entered into a definitive agreement to be acquired by an entity wholly owned by Elon Musk. Oh, that must hurt. For $54.20 per share in cash and a transaction valued at approximately $44 billion. You know, nice day out. Upon completion of the transaction, Twitter will become a privately held company. Under the terms of the agreement, Twitter stockholders, $54.20 in cash. Each share of common stock purchase price is a 38% premium to Twitter and their closing stock as of April 1, 2022, which is a good deal for him, which was the last trading day before Mr. Musk disclosed his 9% stake in Twitter. So since he's been involved, it's been uh, sort of going up today, but he's also paying more than it was worth even when he started his attempt which has now been successful to acquire the company. We see the press release continues. Brett Taylor, Twitter's independent board chair, came out with a statement. And remember the Republicans, I made a full video about this. Jim Jordan and the House GOP sent a letter over to the board and Mr. Taylor saying, hey, we ask that you now preserve all of your records, all of the communications that you've been having about whether or not to sell this thing to Elon I want copies of those because the Republicans are going to be in charge soon enough after the elections succeed. They'll see that they are in charge come January and they may want to form their own stupid fake select committees to do whatever they want, including investigating this. Now, all of this, of course, is becoming moot now that the transaction has gone through. But the board is responding now saying the Twitter board conducted a thoughtful and comprehensive process to assess Elon's proposal with a deliberate focus on value, certainty, and financing. Was that before or after the poison pill? The proposed transaction will deliver a substantial cash premium, and we believe it's the best path forward for Twitter's stockholders, which of course is true. And that's exactly what Elon was doing is he was making it so the board really had no choice. They could go find a higher buyer but they had a fiduciary duty to provide this message to their stockholders. It's going to be a massive premium, more than the board could deliver elsewhere. And so they kind of have no choice. It's now Elon's. We have the CEO of Twitter, who is probably having a bad day today. Parag Agrawal wrote this, quote, Twitter has a purpose and relevance that impacts the entire world. 
deeply proud of our teams and inspired by the work that has never been more important. Now leave me alone. Parag. All right, so he's unhappy about it. Tweet by Elon comes out and he says the following, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, obviously, and Twitter is the digital town square. I'm going to get tears to my eyes. Where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, said Mr. Musk. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans, <laughs> which is just a very Elon sentence there. Now, you know, it's a little bit concerning. I don't know what the hell that means, but he is going to authenticate all humans and I think he's one of them, hopefully. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. And I think what he's meaning is sort of differentiating the spam bots from the humans, or maybe he's talking about authenticating all humans with his Neuralink. I don't know. But regardless, I think that anything that is uh, Elon versus Twitter is an improvement in the right direction. So happy to see this happening. We got first quarter earnings 2022. They're going to release those later in the week on April 24th, but they're not going to hold a conference call. Other entities were involved, several advisors, the usuals. We got Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Allen & Co., and the others. Now, the real interesting stuff are what the Twitter employees are saying about this as their company has been seized from out from under them. You see here they posted on their platform, uh, formerly their platform. It's Elon's platform now. We have this guy. His name is Geron Davies. He's over on Twitter. Looks like he works with Twitter Spaces. Says, uh, anyone in need of a software engineer with 40 years of experience asking for a friend? <laughs> so <laughs> He may not be there working real-time media infrastructure at Twitter anymore. So Twitter Spaces might lose an audio engineer. Not happy. He says, can someone just tell me if I'm rich or fired, please? Ned Miles is also chiming off on this, doing stuff at Twitter. Michael Jarjar says, a lot of free speech going on in our Slack right now, which I'm sure those of you not familiar with Slack, it's a sort of a chat platform that many companies use. And maybe you use it for other projects and communities and things like that. It's a good platform. We use it at our office. Slack has channels and you can just sort of communicate with anybody. In some places, they're very open forums. You can just sort of chime off. Now, Twitter, I'm sure with its thousands of employees has several Slack channels and many of them probably pretty lively these days. Mike Jar, -Jar, Jar is saying, yeah, a lot of free speech happening in those Slack channels. I'd be curious to be a fly on the wall in one of those rooms. Leah Culver says, interviewing a job candidate for Twitter today, which is also just outstanding. You see here, it is apparently the interviewer or the interviewee in a burning building having a cup of joe as they're like, yeah, no, it's a great company to work for, I think. Don't know anymore. Probably is gonna be better, maybe. Not sure. Others from Todd O'Boyle, he does policy at Twitter. He spins yarns and tells dad jokes. He says, we're sorry, or... You're welcome. I don't know. Pick one, whatever you want. He's out there from Washington, D.C. Ariel Adkins, she's a curator of art. She's over at Twitter. She also says, is it too early for wine? April 25th at 3.52 p.m.? I don't think so. I mean, it's after 12, right? Afternoon, I think, is officially okay. You see here, another one from John Barnett says, you know, you'd actually be surprised about this. How many people have written me today saying if Elon takes over, they definitely consider applying for a job? Of course they would. It's an interesting company. Now it's not Twitter anymore. It's one of Elon's companies, which are very interesting. Regardless of what you think about the man in particular, he's got interesting companies. He's going to Mars, folks. We have Elon Musk is bad, which is now censored with the asterisk, says, 
Has anyone tried sliding into the tech reporters DMs and asking them to leak information to us about what's happening at Twitter? Because apparently they were out of the loop. And we have Steph Zhang. She's over there. Twitter. She writes, I don't feel good. And then somebody posts the meme from the Avengers, I believe, that Spider-Man, I think before he evaporates into thin air saying, I don't feel so good. <laughs> so she's saying the same thing. Now, other people, other competitors and businesses of Twitter are having a little bit of fun with this. You can see that Substack is saying, look, sorry, Twitter developers. If you're working there, you're an employee there, you're used to censoring a bunch of people. Good news. If you want to leave, Substack is hiring. This is from Lulu Cheng Messervi. She's the VP of comms over at Substack Inc. She writes on Twitter. She says, all right, listen, folks, if you're scared about Twitter changing under Elon, just want you to know Substack is hiring. But writes, if you're a Twitter employee who's considering resigning because you're worried about Elon Musk pushing for less regulated speech, please don't come work here. In other words, don't come to Substack. Same thing that happens when I rant against the Californians coming to Arizona. Don't come over here. She's saying the same thing about the Twitter users. Stay on Twitter. Don't come to Substack. We want our free speech preserved. The media, very upset about this. Of course, Brian Stelter is concerned. You know, he's been on Twitter. He's got a lot of followers over there and he likes the party. He likes the music. He doesn't want Elon to change it, but guess what? It's Elon's party now and he's going to change it, but he's a little bit concerned that maybe it might not work out. Because all the people who want the rules, the censorship, the regulations, who want their little protected safe spaces, they may be uncomfortable now with the words that are on the platform. And so they may just get their party bags and leave. Here's what Brian Stelter said. Look, look, look who knows? I, I think that's a, a that's a that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is. Yeah. What is it? If you uh, if you get invited to something where there are yeah. no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, where do you actually want in. to go to that party? Yes. Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a uh, question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what no, happens right. to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, yeah. the business prospects for Twitter itself? All I right. think that's very much. An yeah. So Brian Stelter running some of the most lame, boring parties that anybody's ever heard of. If you go over to his house, he's like, I need to talk to you about your vaccine status before you enter. I also need to identify you. Are you an insurrectionist or who have you donated money to? Because if you don't sort of comport with his safe environment at the party and you only have approved opinions and positions and you don't say anything dangerous or interesting or a joke that might offend somebody or you push the lines or you say something that he labels as disinformation or misinformation because his scientists that he thinks are trustworthy told him to regurgitate some stupid line. That's a kind of a blame party. Nobody wants to go. Uh, they're having a party like this. It's called CNN. And guess what? Nobody went. They had a big $300 million investment into some garbage streaming platform that people are already getting for free and nobody's watching anyways. And they thought that that was going to be enough to get people to pay a handful of dollars every month. Nobody went to your stupid party, CNN. So why are you trying to wreck everybody else's? Stay home and just talk to yourself. Hollywood also melting down over this, lovely. Rob Reiner, who is an actor or something, says, now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, the question for all of us is this. Will he allow a criminal who used this platform to lie and spread disinformation to try to overthrow the US government <laughs> to return and continue his criminal activity? And if he does, 
How do we combat it? Rob Reiner, clearly one of those people who think that if you take the podium, you take control of the United States. The guy who put his feet on Pelosi's desk was basically a dictator for a short period of time. And Donald Trump literally almost overthrew the US government. Got it. Now, he's very concerned that his platform, he's got millions of followers, is now sort of escaping from underneath him. He's not going to be able to continue his safe space of censorship where his arguments are boosted and his opponent's arguments are de-boosted, where he has an unfair advantage. He wants that status quo to continue, but they're also very concerned about the political consequences of this, whether there's a domino effect that will wreck their electoral chances further down the line. And obviously the answer is yes. Donald Trump was on this platform, and as soon as they had an excuse to boot him off, they did, the sitting president. They said, you are no longer on here because we have dictated that you have violated one of our policies that was ephemeral, constantly changing, that nobody knew what it meant, and they eliminated him, and they severed the conversation between him, and they are petrified that he is going to return. You see, White House media officials are jumping at this, CNBC reporting, Biden officials now worry Musk will allow Trump to return to Twitter. Officials within Joe's administration are closely watching Elon, according to more than half a dozen advisors to Biden and two administration officials. Some on Biden's team are growing increasingly concerned that the Tesla CEO will allow Trump and other Republican operatives who were banned removed from the board, because that's what the Democrats do, from Twitter to return on the platform. GOP strategists said, yeah, well, get used to it. Republicans have despised Twitter for a long time. The day of reckoning has come. Jen Psaki in the White House got asked about this. You can see that little face of her she does when she is not happy with the questions coming down the pike. She's looking to, mm, I'm going to answer this. And I'm unhappy about it. Here's what she sounded like. So are you concerned about, you know, a billionaire taking control of a company that where there's already uh, a lot of concentration of power? First of all, let's pause on that question for a minute. Zuckerberg, who was responsible for all sorts of election funding that we talked a lot about, owns Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and basically virtually everything in that entire ecosystem is his. We've got Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, that entire conglomerate, not to mention the Washington stinking post, who is oftentimes in these rooms asking questions like this. They're concerned about Elon. What about those two other billionaires? Oh, yeah, those are the Democrats billionaires. They're OK if they control things, but not if somebody else does. And I don't know what the problem is. I mean, when Donald Trump got kicked off, they said, well, why don't he just go start his own platform? He's working on that. But why don't the Democrats go start theirs? It's very easy to go make a Twitter. Here's Saki again. So are you concerned about, you know, a billionaire taking control of a company that where there's already uh, a lot of concentration of power? I would say that our, our concerns are not new. Uh, we've long talked about, and the president has long talked about his concerns about the power of social media platforms, including Twitter and others, to uh, spread uh, misinformation, disinformation. Uh. Um, the need uh, for these platforms to be held accountable. Um, well, I know you tried again. I appreciate that. I, I still don't have a specific comment on this specific transaction. Um, and at this point, we don't have any sense of what the policies will look like. They don't, but they know it's not going to be good for them. They're all freaking out about it. Twitter is now locking themselves down in case one of their employees goes rogue. Bloomberg reported, said Twitter locks down product changes after agreeing to the Musk bid. They locked down all changes. For now, Twitter won't allow product updates unless they're business critical, said the people, who asked not to be identified because the situation is private. 
company accepted a bid. Product changes require approval from a vice president, the people said. Twitter imposed a temporary ban to keep employees who might be miffed about the deal from, quote, going rogue, according to one of those people. Move underscores Twitter's bumpy road ahead as it transitions from a public company to a private one owned by a controversial billionaire named Musk. And they keep saying Musk is so controversial. I don't know what the big deal is. It's misinformation or disinformation. I'm not sure. But Elon is setting the baseline, says, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. It's exactly right. We'll see what happens. 1.5 million likes sounds like most of the user base is agreeing with them, even though Twitter was a safe space for themselves for a long time. Now they're going to have to be exposed to controversial ideas if Elon keeps his word, and I have no doubt that he will. A huge win for Elon Musk, a huge win for free speech, something that I think is absolutely needed. Always been concerned about the constant encroachment of big tech, something that we've had to deal with here on this channel. Many of you have joined us in that journey, being deplatformed from different chat groups, having suspensions on YouTube, and having to deal with the ebbs and flows, the whims of the political overlords who work at the tech companies who get to dictate how this stuff works. Now there's a counterbalance. The reaction shows, I think that they know that this is going to be significant. We've got elections coming up and we got a big one coming up in 2024. We're going to see where this goes. Now that a new anchor has been put into the ground, thank you to Elon Musk. We're going to be on Twitter celebrating, of course, with you. I hope you join us over there. If you're not following me over there already, it's at Rob Govea ESQ. Look forward to seeing you there celebrating free speech. If you're not already a subscriber here and you enjoyed the video, I would love it if you did hit that subscribe button and joined us because I look forward to seeing you on the next one.